This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Donna Chavis. Thank you, Sid, and thank you all for joining us today for Messianic Vision. I'm Donna Chavis. Our guest spent many of his early years as a believer with wrong concepts of healing that actually kept him from praying for the sick. And one of those was, you know, he thought that being a vessel for God's healing power was something that was reserved for maybe just the famous healing evangelists and not just everyday people. But he's been on an amazing journey for almost 20 years now, seeing miracles and healings occur almost every day. And yes, you heard me right, almost every day in places all over the world. And he's walked this incredible journey. He's, he's learned something that has literally changed his life forever. And today he wants to share that with you. So on the phone with us, all the way from the Australian outback is John Meller. John, thank you for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show, Donna. Absolutely. You know, your story is so amazing. I want to start from the beginning, if that's okay with you, and we'll kind of work our way up to now. But you had a pretty rough childhood. Yeah, yes, I did. I was, I was raised in a very dysfunctional home. My mother had mental illness, and uh, she was in and, in and out of mental hospitals. My father was a violent alcoholic, and so I grew up in a very um, dysfunctional home and um, at different times I was put into children's homes because mum was, was in mental hospitals mm. and so I grew up with a lot of anxiety and depression. I was a suicidal child and and there was major, major conflicts and problems in the home. But now when you were 20 years old, you had something that, that significantly changed your life. What, what happened at 20? You were the age of 20. I had an amazing encounter with Jesus after a a childhood, a teenagehood of a great, um, a great, major problems of addiction, and depression, anxiety, and and panic attacks, and um, and low self-esteem. I had major problems. I, I actually got involved also in in, a, in an outlaw motorcycle club. Mm. One day I was I was I'd been drinking heavily and 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 everything like that, and I and I got hit by a car, and I should have been killed. And these two guys who were in a Christian motorcycle club, they saw the accident and they followed the ambulance to the hospital that I'm in casually getting sewn up by the doctor and this guy, these guys followed the ambulance from this uh, Christian bike group and they came into the hospital to the casualty ward and this guy burst into the water as I was, was sewn me up and he said, I want to tell you this, I saw the accident and God told me to tell you that, that he loves you and he has a plan for your life. Jesus loves you. And so, and so, Donna, what happened after that? I got out of hospital and I was um, at home and um, and the guy's words kept going through my mind that, you know, Jesus loves you sure. and for your life. And, 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 and so in the middle of my torment, I just cried out to God. I said, God, if you're real, set me free. If you'll, you'll come and deliver me, help me, help me. And this presence filled the room. I fell asleep. And you got to realize, Donna, that I wasn't, raised in a Christian home. My parents weren't Christians, we weren't churchgoers, my father was a very angry man. And so and so I woke up in the morning, I just felt this amazing peace and I 
and I could hear the birds singing. I looked out the window, I could see how green the, you know, the leaves of the trees were. Mm-hmm. The strange sensation, and then I realised the night before, I'd actually, I remembered, I cried out to Jesus. And I thought, what's maybe Jesus touched my heart? And Donna, it's from then that I began uh, my my Christian journey. I got involved with this Christian um, bike ministry. Mm-hmm. And so it started from there. I had this amazing encounter with Jesus, who just so, so real. And people sometimes say they ask me, "How long have you been involved in ministry for?" And I, I often tell them, "Well, you know, from the very first day that I had an encounter with Jesus, I began to talk people about His great love and and how He can set them free." That is amazing. So one night you went to bed totally lost, totally just needing desperately for for something in your life. And the next morning after crying out to God, you woke up and you, you physically and tangibly felt a difference. You could, you could tell the difference. Oh, it, it, it actually is like from darkness to light. It was just I had um, um, major mental problems, uh, severe anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And that, and you know what I think, Donna, that that in reality, people are looking for that peace, they're looking for that reality. Of, you know, is God real? And right. you know, is I had an amazing encounter with Him, and and from there I began to tell tell the guys I was involved in the bike club with, and other people I knew, I began to tell them about Jesus. But this amazing encounter that I had, it was just. It was just so real, and for the next two weeks, I lay in bed crying. It's like God showed me this picture theater of, um, in my mind, of all the people I hated and all the all the people who'd hurt me, and I just cried to God to forgive them. And I didn't understand what forgiveness was really, but the Holy Spirit was showing me uh, that that in my heart there's such darkness that, that that God wanted to heal. And um, each night before I went to bed, I'd reach out to. I couldn't see him, but I could. It's like I could touch him. Mm-hmm. And there's this beautiful presence, and you know it's 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 still with me today. It's just um, it's like I'm just sport for him, and it's, it was the start of this a most incredible journey. Yes, God. yes. And now I know that you're uh, later on after you uh, uh, became a believer, your parents both thank God, both of them were uh, come to Jesus as well. But when it comes to the supernatural, John, um, your father actually believed in miracles way before you did. What happened? Yeah, well, it's quite amazing. You know, unfortunately, the, the church group I was involved in didn't really believe in the Holy Spirit or speaking in tongues or they didn't believe in healing. But but my, but my dad had this phenomenal conversion. He went from a hard and angry, violent man, and he had, I think, a more uh, amazing encounter with Christ than me. You know, we'd been praying for eight years for him. Mm. And he was he was angry and violent and resistant, and um, and then, then one day God got him. There's a long story. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. In fact, in fact, when Dad phoned us up to tell us that he he gave us off to Christ, him and Mum is like is like how could it be possible? Even though we're praying for him, right? But he had this amazing encounter with Christ, and he he his life was transformed. Yes. And so um, yeah, and so my dad was involved in the church that believed in healing. And it's quite crazy that um, that my, my, my dad, when he got saved, he went around the whole neighborhood, knocked on the people, his, the neighbors' doors, and he asked them to forgive him because he's always quite violent and angry, and he's, he's very, he was a very aggressive man. And he began a Bible study in his home. It's crazy. Anyway, and and so dad invited me to his Bible studies, and it was a fair way, way fair way where I was living. I thought this is amazing. My father, so 
was too hard to believe. And he, he got all his, all his neighborhood um, neighbors who before they hated him and they were always fighting, even physical fights. And there they were in his lounge room and he was sharing the Bible with them. It's quite amazing. That is amazing. Then one day they had, um, they had a lady who was leading the group because my, my dad was a new Christian. And um, and and she was talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. My, my dad wanted to be full of the Holy Ghost. And at, at that stage, I didn't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And she turned to me. She assumed I was. And she said, John, I want you to lay hands on your dad to be full of the Holy Spirit. So here I am. I, I didn't really believe in it. And I thought, well, I, well, I can't upset Dad. You know, Dad had this amazing experience. I'll, I'll just go through the motions and lay hands on him. You were kind of put on the spot, huh? Yeah, and so I laid hands on him, and all of a sudden, Dad began to speak in tongues and laugh, and he fell over on the floor, <laughs> rolling around. And from that point, I realized it's true, because because my dad was the sort of man, you know, he'd been through the war, he's a man's man, he's a tough guy, and, if, you know, you know, my dad wouldn't lie, and my dad wouldn't put up with anything that was false, and I realized this is a very real experience and I was convicted and I went home and I lay in my bed and I suppose similar to how I got converted I just cried out the Holy Spirit and said Lord fill me with your Holy Spirit I want to be I want to be baptized with the Holy Ghost and I started I got full the Holy Spirit a lot in my bed at home and I started speaking the tongues. It's quite a quite an amazing story. <laughs> that is now I know you said that you you all and your family you didn't go to church before. You know, that wasn't a part of your life in growing up. So a lot of people knew you as this young man, drinker, motorcycle rider, had nothing to do with God. But we when you finally did go to church. Uh, how did the people view you there? What happened when you went in? Yeah, well, it was quite weird because the first time I went to church, I had no concept about what happened in church. I was totally, at the age of 20, I'd never been to a, a, a normal church service. I'd been to like a wedding and things like that, but I never went into a proper church service. And it, and right. it was all a whole new world for me. And, and you know, fortunately, I think I, I was a very... I was a very dysfunctional young man, and, um, and unfortunately, this group I was involved in, and there's always other we got saved out of bike groups and been in prison and everything, and they're all ex-dysfunctional dysfunctional childhoods. And so, and, and so I felt that I could relate to those people. <laughs> but then over the years, God God drew, drew me along to grow and, uh, and to adjust to, like a, to like a, I suppose, a normal-type church. But, um, yeah, the first time was quite amazing what God did. Uh, when you were coming into the church, people kept calling out to you, and they were actually prophesying over you, even though they had known you before. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, so, so, so what happened is that um, because I had such um, deep hurts and um, deep, very deep um, disturbances in my soul and things I was involved in as a child, and um, and I had, and um, you know, you know, some things just don't go away straight away. I, mean, I had an amazing experience with God, sure. But I still had a really damage, a lot of damage in my life. My, my, my dad used to call me mongrel and stupid and useless, and Mum used to, a whole lot of stuff used to happen that was very bad. And so, and so, I had a lot of pain and deep hurts in in my soul. And um, and see, you know, sometimes that can take be a process for healing. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was, in, I remember I was in church. I had to sit at the back. A lot of hurts of getting close to people. I wouldn't let people hug me, or and I didn't trust people. Even though I love God, there's a lot of deep stuff that God was working on in my life. But the amazing thing was, each time there's a, there's a visiting speaker, 
and they'd always pick on me and call me out from the back. And and they'd, and uh, by this stage, I started going to to a Pentecostal church, even though I was still arguing about the, about the Holy Spirit. And they'd call me out, and they'd start prophesying over me and, and declaring that God was going to use me to 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 be evangelist and reach people around the world, and God was going to take me. Anyway, it was so far out that, that at that stage I couldn't cope with it. But it happened continually, so much the pastor one day, he got a hold of me, and he said, and he couldn't work out why are these people always picking on you. Each, each new preacher who comes, mm-hmm. how used to single me out and give his words about, about ministry and, and, and traveling the world and seeing great things for God. In fact, people even used to prophesy that I was going to pull people out of wheelchairs and I was going to see people heal. And that stage, I um, I, I didn't believe in healing. That was even more crazy. But the thing is, because God knew. Yes, yes. Well, now, I know when, when you were full force into ministry, um, you, you used to um, minister with the Aborigine people that are there in Australia. And uh, that's a tough group to minister to, I'm sure, because of all of their religious beliefs that are so different. I'm sure so many people had probably come and tried to evangelize them before, but that's where you started. And and they weren't going to take any of this just nice Jesus stuff. I mean, they needed more. What what made you different there? And what made you start seeing miracles there, John? Yeah, well, see, what happened is that, um, you know, these people had had missionaries come, um, but, but the people weren't very open quite often um, because, you know, they had their own cultural beliefs. They used to do their tribal ceremonies. Yes. And they had their witch doctors, and they had to put curses on people and do it with, with magic and everything. And and um, and and so they, they weren't really open, and there's a major problem with alcoholism and violence. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, I felt that God called me to these people. And I went there, and um, I was so desperate. And the place where I went was a very, very remote area. It was thousands of miles away in the middle of the desert. It was a long, long way away. But I really felt God had called me to these people. And so, and so, anyway, and so I first went out there um, to them, and all, all I had, all I had was, um, I had an old lady and three or four children. That's all I had who'd come to hear me preach, and my, um, and I, and I, I preach, preach in a in, in a field. And I'd sit on a log. I just taught Bible stories. And thing, the thing is, you'd realize that the old lady couldn't speak English very well oh. at all. And so I had I, I to teach very simply to her. And the and the children had learned English because, because there was a school there. But, but, you know, that's all I had for about six months. And the people were not interested in me until one day the whole thing changed. You know, God... God called me to pray and fast, and uh, I, I was I was praying um, I was I was praying ten days of each month, and um, and after the fifth month of praying and crying out, and it wasn't at that stage I didn't believe in healing. I was just praying for them to get saved. Yes. And I said, God, you got to touch these people. I was so desperate for them to come to Christ. And then and this old lady always had a limp. I could tell she, tell she was in pain. And so after five months of praying and fasting, one day I just felt this urge to pray for her for healing. And the funny thing is, Donna, I, I, I called her out, and she came to the front, you know, her and a few kids. And I bent down, and I knew to realize that, that I had never seen anyone healed before. Mm-hmm. I bent down, I laid my hands on her leg, which was limping, and I prayed. And I wasn't really expecting something, I wasn't expecting anything to happen. And the following week I went there, I used to go there every Saturday afternoon, 
I went out there and I was, in, I was shocked because there's a crowd of people. I said, why are the people here? And I found out, to my shock, the lady got healed the week before. She told everybody. <laughs> they all wanted me to pray for them. So here, here was I. I, was, I didn't really believe in healing. And these people now asking me to pray for them. And then when I pray for them, God healed them. And so they called me the, uh, the uh, missionary man who heals. And, mm-hmm. and then I began to realize, hey, you know, God, God heals. God heals. And the crazy thing was that, that God was healing them despite my doubt. Yes. Well, I can't work out. But, but God's grace is so much greater than, than me. Or Anyway, so, so all of a sudden, I had this revival on my hands. And I, had, and I had all these people saved and delivered and baptisms, and we had to get a big bus and, and fill, fill up with people. And, and after that, they, they told me, you know, that I've got to go out to, to the different tribes. So I began to travel around different tribes, and we'd have these uh, crusades, these meetings. They'd go half the night, and, you know, and all these people would get saved. And, and of course, the tribal people weren't very – witch doctors were very unhappy with this because they – because the last thing they wanted was to lose their, their people. Oh, of course. When they were doing all these tribal ceremonies. And so, and so, and so the witch doctors used to curse me and they'd threaten me. And, uh, and, that, and it's amazing. They've got these wild dogs on these, on these reservations. We call reservations in America. We call them communities in Australia. These wild dogs, and these dogs are demonized. And the dogs would just come against you and attack you. Every time I mentioned the blood, the dogs would come for me. It's, Wow. Anyway, and so we had these amazing meetings, amazing meetings, and we saw God save so many people and deliver them the power. God will come. Yeah, that's what they need. They needed a sign. I know Sid talks about that sometimes, you know, people that that are in this type of religion and, and so deep in these things, they need a sign. They need something that tells them that Jesus is different. That, that that he saves, that he heals. And and that's what they were seeing. Now, after this started happening, John, um, you, you said that you and your son actually uh, were called away to uh, to another land, to Scotland, I believe, to a, a revival. And you planned on going to do a short revival in Scotland. What happened there? Well, what happened, we were in Mexico, and after Mexico, we went out to Scotland. And then um, this guy had contacted me, this pastor who's very depressed, and he was, on, he was on the verge of closing down his ministry. And he just sent me an email, and he said, he said oh, you know, if you're ever in the area, because he knew some that I knew, he said, if you're ever in the area, uh, give me a ring and we'll hold a few meetings. But the thing is, he sent me that about a year before. And meanwhile, he, he lost a lot of his church, he got depressed, he was about to close the church down. And so, but God, God had spoken to me to go. At that stage, um, I went with my son to Scotland, and um, and and so I just phoned him up and said, "Hey, hey, I'm here." He said, "Who are you?" He said, "Don't you remember a year ago you wrote to me and said if I was in the area, we could have some meetings." And this guy was about to close the church, and so oh, and, and so and so then at the last minute, he hired this hall. And then he, you know, when I came there, and this revival broke out, and all of a sudden, people began to come from all over Scotland. In fact, the hall couldn't fill the people. It was overflowing. And God began to do the same miracles I saw in the outback, I saw in Mexico. And then instead of the church closing, the church turned right round, and, 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 and the newspapers began to send reporters and it made the biggest papers in Scotland. Sometimes they did front-page 
spreads about the miracles, and reporters would come and do stories. It's quite amazing. It really is amazing. We've got blind people, get blind people, people in wheelchairs who are para- you know, paralysed for nine years, getting out and walking. Yes, yes. Amazing miracles. And the amazing thing was is making the major newspapers of Scotland. Yes, yes, that's wonderful. So people were taking notice that were not believers. Uh, newspapers, TV programs, they were taking notice of what God was doing. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and people used to ask me, John, how are you getting all this media attention? That people thought I had some media advisor or or some company helping me. I said, it's not me, it's just the Holy Spirit. God, God somehow just gives me favor and these reporters come, and instead of writing horrible stories that I'm a and they'd write these great stories about miracles, and, mm-hmm. and it's quite amazing. So what happened then, then I got a call from, to go back to Australia, and, and they began to call me to come back to Australia, so I went back there, and, and, and the same thing happened. I went to, to his friend's church I knew, this guy I knew, got a large church, and a lady who he was, he was disabled with MS, she was paralyzed in the legs, and she had chronic pain, and she... She had numbness, and this and, and, and this reporter came. He heard about I was coming. He came to do a story that that, that me being a charlatan and not it wasn't all real. So he sat there to do the story, but this is all all fake. And all of a sudden, God began to do miracles. People people get in wheelchairs, blind. People get and, and and he put on the front page of newspaper. I saw a miracle. And, and and that story went all around Australia. In fact, the, in fact, the national news came in, Channel Seven, and they asked the pastor. They asked him, you know, you know, can we bring the cameras and record this? Now you're talking about a secular national television, right? And I told the pastor, tell them to come in because they, they will see miracles. And and so and so Channel Seven came in. They began to record the miracles, and then and then it went crazy. Wherever I went, people came from all around Australia. Yes, yes. Anyway, there's about 10 programs so far, but it was amazing. This is positive stories from the secular media right. about these miracles. Right, and that's great to see because sometimes we don't see that. Uh, they want to go after the things that are not so positive. But there was one, uh, John, that, oh, it just touched my heart. It wound up, this testimony wound up on a TV program as well. Is about the little boy that couldn't walk, he couldn't talk, he couldn't feed himself. That's right. And see, and see, and see that, that was an amazing story. This lady brought her son who was born with um, brain damage and, um, and he was semi-paralyzed on one side. He couldn't feed himself. He couldn't talk. And doctors told the mum, your son will be a vegetable all his life. And so she brings her son to, the, to one of the healing meetings. And, you know, God was doing always, always amazing miracles. So, you know, and so, so I just prayed for him and there's no change. And I just told the mum this. I said, I said, you know what? Some miracles are instant, but sometimes when I pray, God begins to do a miracle and it manifests later. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and so and so, and she, she she hung on to that. And about five days later, I think it was, all of a sudden, you know, the child just stood up, began to walk, began to talk, and that made national news, newspapers, and it, it made um, TV, particular TV stations, Channel Seven, Channel Nine, began to story about this child. And the reporters were coming everywhere about it because, and the doctor just said, we, we don't, we can't explain. And if you go on YouTube, you can see that. You can see, you know, you can see that st- the news story up there, several of them. And uh, so God began to use these miracles to draw people to realize that Jesus is alive. And people came and they got saved. You know, I mentioned, I didn't mention before, but in Scotland, many got saved, many got delivered, 
And uh, it's more than just being healed. That it's about people coming and finding the reality of Jesus Christ, that he is real, and the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Ghost. The church needs more than ever today, the power of the Holy Ghost. That is exactly right. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, You're listening to John Miller all the way from Australia with us today on the phone. And we've prepared an amazing resource for you. It's John's book, Keys to Healing, and his powerful three-CD teaching series where you'll learn all about step-by-step the keys to healing, what to do when healing doesn't happen, how to keep your healing, who can heal the sick, and much, much more. What a great tool this will be for you, for yourself, for your home, for your church, for your, your church group. So Sid and I just definitely want to encourage you to get that today. We've got lots more with John Miller in just a moment, so please stay with us. Call now and get John Miller's book, Keys to Healing, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Healing in Jesus' Name. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9592. When you read John's book, Keys to Healing, you will receive the keys to access your own healing and you will be activated to minister healing to others in need. Wherever and whenever you find them, through this book, you will learn that it is God's will to heal you. Understand how to access the power of the cross and walk in victory over every adversity. Discover the key keys to receive your healing. Find out how to identify the roots of sickness. Learn the keys on how to minister healing to others. Understand what to do if your healing doesn't happen. Discover how to avoid the deception of new age healing, which leads to bondage and demonic influences. We have people all in the world who read the book Keys to Healing, and then they begin to pray for the sick, and they themselves begin to experience the same thing I see. They see people healed and miracles happen in their lives. You will also receive John and his wife Julie's three-part audio CD teaching, Healing in Jesus' Name. Through this teaching, you will be equipped to understand more about healing in Jesus' name, and you'll be encouraged that you too can be used by God to heal the sick. John also prays an impartation over you to receive your own healing and to receive the anointing to minister healing to others. On the CD, we actually have where I pray impartation prayer. They then go and pray for the sick and see miracles. And when I pray, they can receive that same power. I can't wait for him to pray impartation for you, pray for your sicknesses. But even more important, he says, it's the revelation and the teaching that heals the sick. It's not a special person, it's a special message. Don't miss out on getting John Miller's brand new book, Keys to Healing, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Healing in Jesus' Name. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9592. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9592 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back to Messianic Vision. I'm Donna Chavis, and I'm here with John Meller today. So I'm glad you guys are with us listening as well today. And, um, John, when miracles started taking place and happening, uh, when you were ministering to the people in Australia, there was a ministry team from the United States that contacted you, and they actually wanted to come out and document and find out about all these miracles that were happening in the outback. 
after several years of being out there, I had a great opportunity to go out to, to the Brownsville Revival. And uh, when I was there, I met with Steve Hill and I, and, and I gave a testimony about the miracles and the outback, what I was seeing. And, and then and about a year or two later, they actually contacted me to ask me if I would, if I would accept a, a ministry team to train them uh, to, um, in the place, in a remote place where I was working. And so I and so I took a team out there to where I was working, and it was an amazing time, amazing time. We, we saw a lot of miracles, and the power, man, the power of God was flowing, and witch doctors tried to stop it, and, and, and the wild dogs would come and attack people, and it was all exciting, and we and, and we are camped out there, but it was, it was a great time of ministry for, for these people to experience the place where I was working. And all documented. I mean, so there's there's no room for doubt at all. But, man, John, I, and this is just so powerful. I know everybody's enjoying this, but I wanted to ask you this. Even after God is using you and so many miracles here, one time you saw a lady, a disabled lady, and she was all twisted up, and she got healed, and you asked God, how did this happen? And what, what happened at that point? Yeah, well, 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 this is when I was in Scotland, and... um. Because you realise, I mean, I mean, each week there's blind, disabled people. There was outstanding miracles, and newspapers were doing stories. And there was, and there was one time a lady came, and she was, she was, her body was twisted, her hands were twisted, her feet were twisted. She had multiple diseases like rheumatoid arthritis and other things, and she she couldn't stand because her feet weren't flat; they were twisted. And they actually carried her into the meeting. And at that meeting, many, many miracles that were happening. People were getting out of walkers and walking sticks and wheelchairs. Mm. And they carried the lady in. And, um, and there's a powerful presence of God. And I saw this poor lady twisted up. And, and all I did was I, was I just touched her hands. The morning was so powerful. And all of a sudden, her hands, just like, a, a, you know, like, like um, some flowers open up when the sun shines mm-hmm. and uh, in the sunlight. And her hand just, when I touched it, it just opened up. And I touched the other hand, it opened up. I touched her feet, her feet straightened. And then after, I think it was about seven or eight years, she, she hadn't walked. All of a sudden, she walked pain-free. Her body was straight, feet were straight, hands were straight. And it was just an amazing miracle. And then, uh, and then the, um, the next day, I uh, wasn't ministering. I was just in the church on the Sunday morning to have a rest, and the pastor was preaching. And I couldn't stop thinking about that, that creative miracle. The ladies body straightening and it's just a, you know, all these miracles and I, and I sat there and I said I said Lord I said I said I said, I said how did that I don't, I don't always ask questions but Lord, Lord, Lord how did that lady the way these hands for years just unfurled and straightened her hands and her feet I said Lord how did that happen it's just, I know it's a silly question but I just ask God that and all of a sudden you know I don't often get visions but I saw this amazing vision that all of a sudden God took me back to the previous night. And, you know, and then I saw Jesus standing next to me. And it was absolutely, it was so real. And, you know, I saw my hand as I reached out to touch the lady's hand. The hand of the Lord was right, it was what was with my hand. And as I touched her, Jesus touched her. And God showed me how involved he is and and how, you know, I mean, I mean of course, John Mel can't heal, we can't heal, but... It's Jesus, and He's so close to us, and the Holy Spirit's in us and around us, the power of God. But God showed me; He's with me, and you know, as, and as as we step out in faith and pray for the sick, God is with us, and God hands moves with us, and that was just such 
a real, real thing to me. You know, and, and um, you know, I mean, I feel his presence. I feel him around me. And I thought, man, he, he, he's there. Yes. It's amazing. Yes. Amazing, Donna. It's just so real. Wow. It, it certainly is. It certainly is. So um, I wanted to ask you about this. I know when, when um, you were working with um, uh, ministering to people, preaching healing, preaching salvation, and you, uh, <laughs> you sort of thought, you know what? I'm going to write me up some really good sermons. I'm going to get me a computer. And I'm going to make some really good sermons. And so you started preaching these great sermons, John. Then what? Well, after, well see, what happened, I had this idea to, to improve my, my sermons and to <laughs> put in the, the Greek meaning and put in all these little things and make them more sort of academic. Right. And what happened, when, when I began to write these sermons and preach them, people stopped getting healed. The power of God stopped flowing. Whoa. God spoke to me, and don't get me wrong, it's, it's important to know the original Greek. It's important to, 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 to have deep teaching. This is important. But for, for my case, God showed me, for, you know, what I was doing is that God's simple message has, has amazing powers. It's like, a, it's like a sword, you know. It's the simplicity of a sharpened word to cut through sickness, to cut through demonic powers. And, and God just showed me, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, that, 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 that one of my strengths is that, is, that, is that simplicity of the gospel, the simple gospel, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever will believe on him with perish but have everlasting life, that Jesus is alive, he's risen from the dead. You know, the simple, basic gospel truths has so much power. Lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. You know, not trying to analyze, well, you know, what's Greek for that? Yes. You know, how's it happening? And trying to pull it apart, analyze it. There's power in just a simple word and also to obey that simple word. And sure. So God showed me that, um, yeah, the power of the simple word. And the foundation to all of that, he showed you the foundation to all of that power is the cross. It's the cross of Jesus. And, you know, Apostle Paul was obsessed with the cross of Christ. And so, you, you know, for example, you know, uh, one time I was, when, when I was a missionary amongst the Aborigines, I used to stay in this missionary house. And um, on the uh, on the banks of the Catherine River, and in the river, there's always crocodiles, and crocodiles oh, no. bank on the bank of the river. And I used to go down there, and that's the place where I used to pray with a croc square. And then I was go there and cry to God. And and the one day I was reading First Corinthians chapter two, and you know, and Paul said, and you know, he said, "Nay, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God." For I'm determined not to know anything among you except Christ Jesus and Him crucified. Now you know Paul's an intellect. Yes, he could have he could have preached the most complex uh, message, but Paul chose to preach the simple the simplicity of a resurrected Christ. In fact, he even said he goes on to say, uh, "I was with you in weakness, in fear, and much trembling." You know, and you know Paul wasn't a man given to fear. No. But, you know, but this, this sort of trembling he had, I believe, he, he was concerned that people might see his nice message rather than see Christ. Mm-hmm. And so, so, so he wanted people to see Jesus and everything he did. But then, and then the next verse, in verse 4, he said, In my speech and my preaching, we're not of persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. And, you know, one day I was in the river, and those words struck me, the demonstration of the Spirit 
and power. And I cry out to God, I said, God, God, I want to see, I want to see the demonstration yes. of power. Yeah, it's very easy to have a meeting, meeting, and it's just a nice meeting. But you know, you know, I'm not satisfied until I see the demonstration of the power of God, because people need to see the demonstration. Yes. You know, the reality of Christ that he heals, he delivers, he changes lives, he breaks addiction and fear and torment. Yes. And, uh, and so, so to me, it's a simplicity Paul was saying. And then he, the last bit in verse 5, he said, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. You know, you know, Donna, this world needs to know the power of God, the reality of God, and this power as he preached the word, you know, the Holy Spirit flows. God backs up his word. Yes. The simplicity and the power of God. Yes, yes. Well, let me remind everybody before we go to break here that at the end of this program, Sid will be here to let everyone know how they can get John Mellor's book, Keys to Healing, and this powerful three-CD teaching series. This is an amazing resource for anyone who needs healing for themselves or wants to minister healing to others. Now, you know, I've heard all my life, uh, and I'm sure many of you have, about Jesus saying that we could do even greater greater works than he did. He healed the sick. He set captives free. He even raised the dead. So how is it even possible that we can do greater works than these? Well, we're going to talk to John about that very thing in just a moment. So please stay with us. For most of John Miller's life, he had wrong concepts about healing that kept him from praying for the sick. But God gave him the supernatural keys which led to a healing explosion where he continuously sees miracles occur almost every day wherever he travels. His healing ministry has even been featured on two secular TV programs in Australia, A Current Affair and Today Tonight. Now he wants to help you receive your own healing and equip you to successfully pray for the healing of others. I believe that God has called all believers to lay hands on the sick. So you can reach out and see miracles and you can heal the sick. Call now and get John Miller's book, Keys to Healing, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Healing in Jesus' Name. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9592. When you read John's book, Keys to Healing, you will receive the keys to access your own healing and you will be activated to minister healing to others in need, wherever and whenever you find them. Through this book, you will learn that it is God's will to heal you. Understand how to access the power of the cross and walk in victory over every adversity. Discover the keys to receive your healing. Find out how to identify the roots of sickness. Learn the keys on how to minister healing to others. Understand what to do if your healing doesn't happen. Discover how to avoid the deception of New Age healing, which leads to bondage and demonic influences. We have people all around the world that read the book Keys to Healing, and then they begin to pray for the sick, and they themselves begin to experience the same thing I see. They see people healed and miracles happen in their lives. You will also receive John and his wife Julie's three-part audio CD teaching, Healing in Jesus' Name. Through this teaching, you will be equipped to understand more about healing in Jesus' name, and you'll be encouraged that you too can be used by God to heal the sick. The CD teachings is a, is a powerful teaching where I, where I actually break down the basic steps. It's very easy to understand that that, um, that that anyone can use 
to see people heal. We talk about things like a foundation to healing, the power of the cross, talk about how to heal the sick, talk about how to receive healing, um, uh, things that, that can hinder us in healing. John also prays an impartation over you to receive your own healing and to receive the anointing to minister healing to others. On the CDs, we actually have where I pray impartation prayer. Now, many times when I pray for people for impartation, they then go and pray for the sick and see miracles. And when I pray, they can receive that same power. I can't wait for him to pray impartation for you, pray for your sicknesses. But even more important, he says, it's the revelation and the teaching that heals the sick. It's not a special person, it's a special message. Don't miss out on getting John Miller's book, Keys to Healing, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching set, Healing in Jesus' Name. This is an exclusive offer for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9592. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9592 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. Welcome back, everyone, to Messianic Vision. I'm here with John Miller. And, John, we were talking right before we went to break about uh, the fact that Jesus tells us that, that the same works that he did in even greater works can we do. Oh, that's mind-boggling for me and probably for a lot of people, but I love your teaching on it. Yes, we see Jesus is very clear. He said, um, Jesus said, most surely I say to you in John 14, 12 and 13, he said, I say to you, who believes in me, the works that I do, uh, he will do also. And so, so it's just simply believing in Jesus and he's already paid the price. And he also said, and greater works than these will he do. Yes. I go to my Father. And whoever, and what if you ask in my name, that will I do. And the Father may be glorified in the Son. So, you know, Jesus said, greater works shall you do, because he's paid the price. He's, he's, he, he's given us the Holy Spirit. And so now it's us to have that simple faith and believe who we are in Christ to do the greater works. The devil has been defeated. And our greatest enemy is not the devil. The greatest enemy is actually our natural mind that, that says we can't do greater things. And the thing is about believing that who we are in Jesus that, and what he has called us to do. He's called, he's called us to multiply. Yes. And um, he's given us in, in power. And it, it, it always comes back to the cross. Jesus has already given us that power already, but it's up to us to step out in simple child faith and just take a hold of it, and just step out and do it. Mm -hmm. You see, so often, so often people, um, they wait till, till they till might feel uh, feel like praying, or they might wait till they feel this power upon them. But but something happens, Donna, as you step out in faith. You you mightn't feel anything. You mightn't you might feel even feel nervous. But God backs you up as you step out in faith. God God will honor you. God will honor you. And so and so. Um, yeah, and so it's there for us. Yes. Well, I know when everyone gets the book and is able to really spend some time on this, I know we don't have time today, the, the greater works statement, you teach in your book that it relates to those two things that you just talked about, multiplication and increased power. So I can't wait for everybody to get that and read some about that powerful, powerful teaching. John, 
there was a story that really touched me. It was about a, a young man that you had met uh, in Australia. I believe his name was Jared. And he was suffering, I mean, with extreme, extreme eczema. Yeah, you know, for, for many years, Jared had um, horrible eczema. In fact, it was worse than that. There were, there were weeping sores all over his body. He'd been to every doctor. He was 16 years of age when he came to the meeting. He'd been to every doctor. They tried everything. And um, it was it was so bad. He had scarring all over his body for many, many years, these horrible weeping eczema sores. It was one of the severest cases which we'd love to see in the meeting. And and so I remember he came forward and laid hands on him and prayed for him. He fell to the floor of the church. And you, you know, within 10 minutes, the mother came to me crying and, and she brought the son up. His skin was totally clear. There was one bit of eczema on him. And you know what happened? That, that story made national news. They, they, the Channel 7 News did a story about him, and I've got a clip of that on, on, on my YouTube channel. And they, and they showed the before and after, the skin covered, all these sore, weeping sores, and then totally clean. And, you know, you know, Jared got healed in 2005, and I've been in contact with him over the years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, the, and he's been totally free. He was in one bit of eczema over the last 13 or so years, totally healed. And we've seen God heal many, many cases of eczema. Yeah, wow, that is amazing. And, I mean, that literally changed that young man's life. Oh, man, and I can't wait to see that. And let me just say to those that are listening, what you just said, John, a lot of these stories, a lot of these testimonies are actually on your YouTube channel. So be sure and look it up. If you want to see it as well as hear about it, be sure and look it up. John, you know, I know a lot of times that that, that's something that may hinder healing is is unbelief and i mean did you ever struggle with unbelief even though you were in the ministry did you ever struggle with that i think in the early days i i did but god taught me that really you know it's that that faith is always a choice it's a decision and sometimes we can be tempted to go by how we feel but but you know you know it's not how you feel it's a decision to believe Christ, it's it always, and I found it's, it's so simple. True faith is a, is a choice, it's a decision to believe that God heals, and so um, and so it's so simple. You know, a person can be in unbelief, and they make one choice. You know, Jesus, I make a decision that from this day I'm going to believe you and step out. And um, yeah, and so to, to to me, faith is something very very simple. Was it in those early days, like when you were spending all that time down on the river, when when you were asking God about it, and and uh, you said you even heard Him speak to you, and He said, "John, when are you gonna believe me?" Wow! I remember asking God, so, well, you, you, know, "You know, how can I get this this demonstration of power?" And and I thought, here I'm reading it, and and God is showing me it's real. And he was so clear, the Holy Spirit said to me, John, when are you going to believe me? Mm. Believe me. And, and, and then I had a revelation that, that he was waiting for maybe God to, to do something. And, 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 and then I realized that it was my decision yes. to believe that, 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 that Christ is in me, that I have the power now. 
Yes. Well, you know what? I think maybe we should stop right here and and speak to those that are listening to this message because that was a new phrase. I have been a believer for 45 years, and so I don't hear very many new phrases, but that was new for me, John, when you said uh, in that moment you realized that believing God is a decision. And there may be a lot of people listening to us right now that didn't know that believing God is a decision. Would you pray for them and speak to them just for a moment? That's right. I'll, I'll, I'll just pray right now. You know, I, I want to encourage you that, um, you know, it's very easy to, to do by how you feel, but but I found that, you know, that faith is a choice. And, you know, you can, and see, it can be quite, many, some people come to me and they actually confess to me, John, I don't think I've got much faith. You know, I tell them, I say, the fact you're here the fact you've come to the meeting, the fact you're in front of me is enough faith for a miracle. Yes. And so, and so, I encourage them. I encourage them. And so, it, and so, I want, I want to pray for you right now that the Holy Spirit will touch you, the power of God will touch you, and I pray that God will give you revelation right now. Um, Lord, we just pray for every person right now who's struggling with unbelief and who's struggling for healing, and we invite you, Holy Spirit, to come right now and to touch them. And revelation of your love, revelation that's not based on how they feel, but God, it's a choice in you that you've already made a way for us on the cross. And Lord, touch them right now. And Lord, we also, God, we thank you for your healing anointing, Lord, as we're talking about excellent and other sicknesses. And Lord, you know what people are suffering right now. Let the same anointing power flow right now and touch every person right now. I command pain to go right now, even eczema, I, I, depression and tumors and cancer and the literal anointing just right now. And I command illness to leave. Sickness go right now in Jesus' name. And Lord, uh, break depression, Lord, and anxiety. And, uh, and Lord, just touch them right now. We thank you, Lord. Your anointing power right now is touching people, pain living body, and you're healing eyes and ears. And, and Lord, you know what people need. Touch them right now. And a miracle for every person right now. Amen. Ooh, amen. Thank you. Thank you, John. I love the teaching in your book because it's clear, it's practical, it's easy to understand. I, I love it, and I, I wanted to say that that you give a lot of keys in there because it's keys to healing, but you give a lot of keys in there that teach us how to get healing, how to keep our healing, and and sometimes things that hinder our healing. Like um, you see a lot, a lot of results um, from people with fibromyalgia, like 95% of those sufferers, you see them get healed. And one of them, you, you, you said that, that something that was hindering their healing was unforgiveness. Yeah, well, well, well some unforgiveness can affect us. Uh, unforgiveness and, and um, bitterness, resentment. But, you know, it comes back to similarly like faith. You know, um, forgiveness comes back to a decision to forgive. And some people um, fall into the mistake of that, that they feel they've got to have a good feeling towards someone. To mm-hmm. But but I found this. I found forgiveness is a, is a choice. Forgiveness is, is a decision. And you know, you know, you you might feel upset and and hurt and everything, but we can choose. Say, you know, I, you know, we acknowledge our hurt, but we say, Jesus, I make a decision yes. to give that person. I make a choice right now. And I found this, Donna, that the forgiveness is something that we walk in. I've got a book I wrote about it, but but we got to walk in forgiveness every day because what happens if you release somebody, 
And, you know, five minutes later or next day, the same bad feelings can come back. We say, no, 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 I can't live by feelings. I have forgiven them and I've given them to God and that's it. And so, and, and, and so the more you hand somebody over, the more you pray like that, you know, the less those, those negative feelings will, will, will become. Yes. And, um, and, so, and, and so, so forgiveness brings healing. And I've seen many people who I've prayed for and, and, and I've prayed for several times for some people and there's been no breakthrough. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me about them. I said, and I've asked them, you know, do you have anyone you've got to forgive? Mm-hmm. It's amazing how, um, how as soon as they, they have revelation about forgiveness and they forgive, and I pray again, virtually everyone gets healed instantly. Wow. It's, it also, it's more than just forgiving others. Some people need to forgive themselves. Some people hold themselves to ransom. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a powerful key to forgive. You know, you know Jesus has forgiven you. It comes back to the cross. He has paid the price for your forgiveness. It's a powerful key for healing. Yes, it is. And I just I just can't. I'm like you with some of these stories. I mean, they just keep rolling around and rolling around in my brain. I can't stop thinking about them. But for everyone, you teach it so clearly. If you don't think you have enough faith, make a decision that you're going to put your faith in God. If you don't think you can believe, believing is a decision. And now you're saying, you know, it doesn't matter if you feel like you can forgive people. Forgiveness is actually a decision. Oh my goodness, for everyone listening, do you know what that does for us? It, it, it gives us, it empowers us to be able to say, I can make this decision. I maybe not be able to make myself feel a certain way, but I can make this decision. John, Oh, that is very, very powerful. Um, let, I wanted to, before we go, I know we've got a few minutes left, but before we go, you know, we talked about at the very beginning of the program, I told everybody that on this journey, you have learned a lot of things and you have learned something that you like to share with everyone. And that is that all, 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 all can pray for people and see them healed. So if that's a desire, you said the word all. Is that possible, John? It certainly is. The Bible says that. The Bible says that believers can lay hands on the sick, they shall be healed. And, you know, if you're a believer, you're a candidate, straight away for God to, God to use you. And yes. so it comes, it comes with choice. You know, for, for example, I've got, I've got a brother, Jeff, and, uh, and uh, he'd never see anyone healed. And, you know, and I was encouraging him recently. I said, Jeff, God can use you. And, um, and he actually goes to a church that's a non, they don't really believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. And so I said, I said you know, you just reach out and pray for people. And so, so, so the other day, he was, a lady was limping in the church. He said, can I pray for you? And he, he'd never seen people healed before. He laid hands on her. She was healed instantly. And so, and so now he's starting to see people healed. And you know, and and you know, for the first time, and you know, he's he's sixty four years of age. Yes. But but he's now starting to see people heal. I said, Jeff, it's, you're a believer. Lay hands on the sick. And so he's getting really, he's getting very excited now. Yes. I want to encourage you that that, that if, if you're a believer, God can use you. It's it's for all of us. And like your your father was into his nineties. It's, it's amazing, my dad. My, my dad was amazing. My dad believed in miracles before me. And Dad just kept sending me videos, sending me videos, and then and then um, one day I sat down, and began to watch one, and I was amazed. And you you really can't leave us. You cannot leave us, John, until you tell us about your grandson. 
Yeah, well, well, it's amazing how God works, and um, and the very place where I began my ministry in the outback, I've, I've got a son who's there for his five five children, and um, one of his children is a little boy called Bo, and um, and and um, you know, and I was at their church eighteen months ago, and God was doing all these miracles, and this little my little grandson, one of my grandsons, he he wanted to sit down the front, and at that time he's eight years of age, and he began to see all these miracles. And then after I left, my son phoned me up and said, Dad, he said, this is amazing. What? I said, what, Joel? He said, young Bo, he, he's copying you. He, he's, he's holding healing meetings in the backyard. by <laughs> all the neighborhood kids. He's praying for them, sharing Jesus, and they're getting healed. And, and then he's doing it at school. He's doing it everywhere. He's praying for adults and children getting healed. And I thought to myself, oh, you know, he's only eight, you know, maybe he's going to grow out of it. Maybe he's just a, you know, he's very young. Maybe he's very, very, he's very immature. Maybe he's just a, a phase. But I want to encourage you, if, listeners out there, that 80 months later, he hasn't, he's gotten stronger and stronger and stronger. He prays for the sick at school. He has Bible studies at school. And this, he prays for teachers to get healed. He prays for people everywhere. He shares the gospel. And uh, it's quite extraordinary, quite extraordinary. And so, and so the very place where I began my, began my ministry, my my grandson is is taking it up, <laughs> and it's it's quite amazing. God God works in strange ways. But I want to encourage you. My dad began his ministry when he was almost seventy, and my my my, my grandson Bo began when he was eight. And the thing is this: you're never too young, you're never too old to begin to serve God. Yes. Wow, that is amazing. Well, we are out of time, believe it or not. So, John, I want to thank you so, so much for being with us all the way from Australia on the phone. And thank every one of you that are listening today. We want to make sure that that you join us again next time for another Messianic Vision program. And now here's Sid Roth to tell you how you can get this powerful resource by John Mellor. Sid? John Mellor's book, Keys to Healing, is a simplistic teaching that, frankly, works. John shares revelation God has given him and teaches you how to receive healing, discern things that hinder healing, and how to pray for others. You can get this powerful resource, John's book, Keys to Healing, and the three CD teaching series, Healing in Jesus' Name, by John and Julie Miller all for an investment of only 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org, S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Be sure to ask for offer number 9592. Once again, that's offer number 9592.